0: I'm almost 30. Well, yeah. you, we both are, eh?
1: Well, not right now. We're only three. It's 1989.
0: Oh, yeah. Gosh. Well, wow. Teenage ninja <laughs> okay ninja, ninja Babies. There we go. I'm
1: cool with that. Pizza! Yeah, Pizza! <laughs> <laughs> Two baby humans. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Fur from the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast. When I'm not playing with my April O'Neil figures, I am listening to Turtle Flakes on the Retro Junkies Network. What?
0: Cowabunga dudes and dudettes, and welcome to another episode, well, I guess it's more of a green screen, of... uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, it's turtle flakes. But well, we're happy about the turtle flakes part. But you know, we're not so happy about the uh, uh, the thing we're going to be watching today. We're back to the next mutation, I was head.
1: You know, I I don't know if I could do this anymore. Well, You we know, don't I have ta- a choice. Well, you're the one who's been making us stay here this whole time. We could have left any time, but you you were obsessed with Venus de Milo. Oh, get out of here! I,
0: I can't stand her. No way. You're you're the one. I, I saw you you had an
1: action figure of Or her. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, wait. So you're you're saying you're okay to do something else?
0: Uh, yeah. I was only doing this because I thought you liked Venus De Milo. No, you like Venus. Oh, Milo. get out of here! Wait, I, I take no. off.
1: All right. You know what? What? That's, I'm busting out the scepter. Wait, wait, wait. Scepter?
0: You've had this scepter the whole time. Well, duh. Of course. What do you think I did? <laughs> oh man. Well, I'll tell you. Well, where, where, what are we gonna do? Where are we
1: going? Well, you know what? Um, let's. We should do something we've never done before, um, like a, a new uh, new series, uh, mm. something, you know, old school. Like, this this new 90s stuff is garbage. We need to go back <laughs> 80s, and we need to do something cool.
0: All right, I'm, I'm in. Sh- should we uh, go ahead and shout Calbung to get the uh, setter started?
1: Yeah, hold on here. L- let me start it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, one, two... 3.
0: enter the rat Tog them each the ninja arts Donatello, master of the staff <style. laughs> Leonardo, the Katana Blade. Oh my cut. Raphael, the Don't sure at all Hawkins. And Michelangelo, the Noon Shackles. Radical. Uh,
1: and Master of the Willie.
0: Hey, you want the Ray Ice Cream? Teenage New term, Ninja. Term. Rock <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Whew. Well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm glad to be out of Dimension X, eh? Too. Oh yeah. gosh! Wow, well, I'm surprised you. You're glad. You. You. Uh, you probably already missed next vacation.
1: <laughs> Take off <office>.
0: pants. <laughs> no way. Well, where
1: are we? I don't know, dude. Where'd you get those sweatpants?
0: Hey, where'd you get that Walkman?
1: <laughs> oh, dude, this hey. is
0: sweet. Yeah, you're rocking the high tops too.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, we rock pumps.
0: Oh, got your pumps. <laughs> uh, hold on a
1: second. Let me pump these up. <laughs> sweet. Um. Well,
0: hey man, check this out. It looks like we're in a like a comic store. Oh, man, it's pretty nice. Not too bad. And it looks like, uh, oh, gosh, lots of old, uh, older comics here, I see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know
1: what? It's a retro place. What's going on?
0: Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, I'm telling you. Neon lights.
1: Yeah, the clerk's got a wicked mullet.
0: I remember when you had a mullet, man. I wish you'd bring that back.
1: I'm working on it. Yeah,
0: yeah. although I have to admit, I do like your acid watch jeans right now.
1: Yeah, they're they're rocking. They're right, rocking. Right, right. Say your sweatpants, pretty cool. I didn't know they still made them with the uh, elastic around the uh, ankles.
0: <laughs> oh, sweet man. Well, hey, check this out. Look, they got a new comic book here. It's a brand new release. Let's let's check it out. All right, cool. Oh man, look at this. Teenage Mutant Charles the Adventure Series, Issue One. Oh, cool. Just sweet. came out. Yeah. So, Whoa. I think it's a uh, uh, March nineteen eighty nine. Hey, we, we should should we read it?
1: I guess. Ah, yeah.
0: Sweet. <laughs> All right, so guys, uh, from now on, Josh and I—well, not from now on, but every now and then, we might just travel back to 1989, uh, take a little uh, step back in time, where you know, Josh and I would have normally been. What?
1: How old would you have been, Jose? Uh, three. three. <laughs> oh, you're you're a baby. <laughs> I was.
0: Am I older than you?
1: 86, man, right? You're an
0: 86er too, right? You're an 86er, right? yeah. So, so I was you're... only three. My goodness. Yeah. So I, I, I probably didn't remember this when it first came out, but we, we decided that we are going to go ahead and cover the Archie series. You know, we talked about it in the last episode, and the more we talked about it, the more we love the idea of covering the Archies, you know, comics, because they're often overlooked, as, as you said in the last episode, Josh. But uh, I believe you have this uh, this particular issue too, don't you, Jose? I sure do. Yeah, me too. I I got this a long time ago, and I did read it a long time ago, but completely forgot the storyline, and I started thinking, when I saw the cover of this issue, and by the way, the cover looks so serious compared to the actual issue, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it really does, especially, (laughs) like, it's got a huge image of Shredder in the background, and he's got his claws, you know, up and ready, and it just, like, he looks really menacing, like he's about to... Stick it to the turtles. Oh, I like, know it. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: like he's like hovering over them like, I'm going to get you. And then you see, you know, Donatello, Raph, and Leonardo. They all look serious. You know, they're gritting their teeth and everything. You see Michelangelo kind of in the background just like, hi,
1: guys. Yeah, it's pretty awesome.
0: Um, uh, I
1: it love the colors, though.
0: Oh, the, oh yeah, the artwork yeah. for the cover is amazing, by the way. And you know what I love about this, too? You Guess how much this comic was?
1: Looks like a dollar. A dollar.
0: One dollar. One dollar. dollar. Wow. Man, oh, man.
1: You know, it's funny. I think I paid uh, at least $4 for it now. Really? Uh, yeah, the the copy that I got. Most of them were like four, $4 or more. There's a couple that were six in some, some of the adventure series, if, like if they're in really good shape. But, it's man, that's a good investment, right? Four oh, times your yeah. money?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm sure inflation's been around for quite some time, but come on, $1 for a comic book? I mean, you know, I don't know. It just seems like it wasn't that long ago. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's crazy.
1: This is this is really sweet. You feel like you're holding the cartoon in your hands. You know? Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah.
1: That's one of the coolest things. That there's one thing though I have to pick on about the cover. You know what it is? What is that, Jose? Right under the cover price. Uh huh. You've got a picture of one of the turtles holding two katanas.
0: Oh, he's purple.
1: But his bandanas are purple.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even notice that. I've had this for years and never
1: noticed that. Yeah, so Donatello apparently uh, uh, is bogarting the katanas.
0: Well, what happened was uh, Leonardo needed the bow staff uh, to um, – He's trying to, to
1: reach, reach some pizza sauce uh, <laughs> up, on the, up on the shelf. I don't know. Yeah,
0: that's, that's what he's trying to do. So Donatello's yeah. like, okay, I'll hold your uh, katanas real quick.
1: What happened
0: was – So that's what happened. So, Jose, now, you know, one thing uh, I want to do real quick is put this kind of, the Archie series in perspective here. So this first issue, it came out in March of 1989. And if you think about that time, that is right in the middle. I mean, right in the middle of the apex of popularity that the Ninja Ninja Turtles had on society. Um, Because there's a couple of reasons for that. You know, first of all, this came out right after the second season of the original cartoon. So, the original cartoon's already been out about a year now, and it's right, this uh, issue is released right after Return of the Technodrome, which was the last episode of the second season. So, the, the cartoon's already built up a lot of momentum. It's already a famous cartoon at this point. Uh, the Archie comic also came out during the same exact month that issue 19 of the Mirage comic came out. And this was... issue 19's a big deal because... It was the same issue where Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird returned to the series, you know, with a bang, uh, with um, the return of the new, uh, return of New York story arc. Um, you know, that that was a very, very famous story arc that they did. Um, and then also, this came out exactly a year before the first Ninja Turtles film came out, which was in March of 1990. So this is right in the heyday of the Turtles right here. So this is like perfect timing. So when you read this issue, um, you have to kind of think about it in that way. It's like, wow, this is the Turtles during their prime right here. And I always kind of consider the Turtle era to be, this is just my opinion, you know, where they were really, really popular between 1988 to 1992. That was like their heyday. A good yep. four years.
1: I would agree, yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. 93 they started kind of tapering off a little bit. I know the, the third film came out. And I know I throw off on that film all the time. It's not absolutely horrible. It's just not as good as the first two.
1: yeah. Know? Well, and it's it's funny you're talking about the cartoon because this issue is actually an adaptation of the uh, second season episode one. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I if didn't you know watch, that. Yeah, the, the second season, the first episode, it's the same title as this comic. Uh-huh. So if you open up uh, the first page at the top, it says, uh, East Bend and Lears Ninja Turtles, Return of the Shredder. That's the same name of the first episode of the second uh, season. Really? So that Yeah, that TV uh, that TV episode was aired uh, October 1st, 1988. So uh, actually, wow. uh, yeah, uh, one year prior. So, so,
0: so was it like the same storyline and everything?
1: Exactly the same. Really? So, uh, and the dialogue is almost exact. In in many cases, it's the exact same dialogue, and then in a couple, it's just slight variations. Wow!
0: Wow! Yeah, they got lazy on that
1: one. <laughs> yeah. So it's cool though, but it's just like having the real cartoon in your hands, like being able yeah. to go through it. So it's really cool, and I think this uh, this first issue covers about uh, probably the first half of that uh, of that episode.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it totally makes sense when you actually think about the storyline, too, because, you know, in the last episode, Josh and I, we watched um, the last episode of the first season where the Technodrome was um, sent to uh, Dimension X, along with, of course, Shredder and Krang and Bebop and Rocksteady. Well, this one picks up where they're trying to get out of Dimension X. You know, uh, they're still stuck there in the Technodrome, and apparently Mm -hmm. they're driving Krang nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I guess we better get into the story here. Now, I don't remember this actual cartoon episode. Do you, Hoser?
1: I do, and that's the only reason why. Yeah, because I I started reading it, and the the turtles start in the grocery store. I'm like, I've seen this before. I know this is a cartoon uh, episode, and that's what kind of triggered me to go back and watch it again.
0: Huh. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting that they would release this that much later than the f- that first episode of the second season because this actual comic wasn't released till after the second season was done.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: Which is kind of strange. It's like, because this would have been old news for people who were fans of the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't that audience be the people who were fans of the cartoon?
1: Probably, you yeah. You would think, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But hey, hey, if they want to double dip, that's fine because suckers like us will buy it.
1: Well, yeah, and if you weren't part of the Burger King Kids Club, you might not have the VHSs. Oh,
0: that's true. That's true, <laughs> so, and I wasn't.
1: Yeah, if, and uh, I'm sure you could buy them too, but, you know, that's how I got some of mine. So, you know, you might not be able to just see the turtles whenever you want. You'd have to wait till it came on TV. Right. Uh, so this, you could take the turtles with you.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, traveling with the turtles. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jose, uh, so basically the, the beginning of the issue begins with um, – well, I, I I guess I better tell you who drew all this. So this issue was adapted from the scripts by Christy Marks and David Wise. Uh, the color was done by Barry Grossman, and the editor is Victor Gorlick. The story here, so it begins with Leo and Michelangelo shopping at a grocery store, uh, and which you know already, you know, for, for a newcomer to the Archie series, at the very beginning when you see them shopping in broad daylight, it's like it automatically you got a. a bright, upbeat tone to this comic. It's not going to be dark. It's not going to be Leonardo saying, oh, we're surrounded by foot ninjas. You know?
1: <laughs>
0: you know, it's not going to be In that. a trash alley. In a trash alley, exactly. <laughs> Nobody's head's going to get cut off. Or no, wait. Did Shredder get his head cut off? No. Oh, uh, no, no. No, he got stabbed through the heart or something like that. Shot through the heart. And, and he was too playing. late. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So, you know, at the very first panel, you already get the uh, kind of lighthearted tone of this series. And that's what I love about this series. It's lighthearted. It's kind of laid back. It's chill. It's cartoon. Totally. Like, uh, the only perplexing thing to me is why was the cover so serious? And then as soon as you open up the first page, they're shopping in a grocery store.
1: It's kind of strange because if you had never seen the turtles before, which if in 1989 you hadn't, that'd be kind of crazy. But uh, I mean, it's like. This is your very first introduction to the turtles. You have if you had no idea who they were or who Shredder was, mm-hmm. you'd be like, "What are these things and yeah. why are they in a grocery store?" Right, exactly. So it's, it seems like it's definitely targeted towards people who are already fans of the turtles.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And you know and they're, they're definitely talking about uh, it, what I like is Leo, you know he's trying to be healthy. you know he's uh, looking for bean sprouts and um, desiccated liver and wheat germ. And Michelangelo's is on the other side of the aisle, and he's looking at uh, pizza and peanut butter and jelly for the pizza and chocolate and caramel fudge. Uh, you know. I
1: thought that was so weird, you know, the, uh, the wee germ and everything, and I was like, I know I've seen this before. Is that what he actually <laughs> says? And that is word for word what is in the cartoon. I could not believe it.
0: Yeah, and then, uh, you know what? Who's the girl? The girl looks familiar. Is that um, Veronica from Betty and Veronica?
1: Oh, I think you're right.
0: Yeah, because she, she just kind of looks at him, and she's just like this random character that just happens to be, you know, walking by as the turtles are looking at this stuff. And she goes, ew, gross, or yuck, or something like that.
1: Yeah, but well, she says, yuck, to caramel and fudge. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's That's wrong with caramel stuff. and fudge? Yeah.
0: I, 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 you know, but then again, on pizza, that this might is be true. good. Huh? They, do, they do, you know, make dessert pizzas. But... Did you just say doo-doo? <laughs> 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 I sure did, but it. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, anyways, in the same time, or meanwhile, two very, very vicious looking uh, goons hit up the uh, clerk.
1: One of them is a pirate, apparently.
0: Yeah, wh- I said the same thing. I wrote that down. I was like, one's a pirate, and the other one looks like Bebop.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah he's got like the crazy visor glasses and yep, a and the mohawk. mohawk. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And the, the cut off uh, flannel.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I should wear that. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I wear the flannels anyway.
1: Just got to rip the sleeves off, man. Uh,
0: that's it. That's it. And I got, you know, we're going to get a pair of glasses like that.
1: That might be a tall order. Yeah. yeah I don't know yeah. where you'd find those.
0: Yeah. Well, heck, we're in 1989 right now. I'm sure they're oh. on like every uh, corner stand.
1: That's true. Yeah. Just like plutonium's. Just oh, yeah. Plutonium Station, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they're threatening the, um, the, the poor clerk who's just completely terrified. And Leo and Mikey, they overhear it and they decide to go to the rescue. And I love the enemy's tactic here. They both are carrying baseball bats, and they decide to actually throw them at Michelangelo and Leonardo. Seems legit. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> let me hit them once, and I might not might not even hit them then. I might miss.
1: Yeah, and I love the line. It's, let's play ball, and then they throw bats at them. You've obviously never played baseball. No, this know. is not how it works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that until now. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and and then I love I love this. So you know the turtles they just kind of casually turn around and the bats bounce off their shells. And uh, Leonardo has a good one right here. Leonardo is very corny in this issue. Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> he goes saved by the shell. That was almost Corey Feldman there. <laughs> saved yeah, by no. the shell. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you expected maybe the Adams family. <laughs>
1: I was surprised, though, in the next frame, the uh, the pirate pulls out a switchblade. Switchblade, yeah. Yeah, it got kind of dark. I was like, whoa. Whoa, Jesus. Yeah.
0: Cut him open? Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, you know, but, you know, the Save by the Shell thing, I just got to thinking. I was like, oh, was that a Save by the Bell reference? And I actually did some research, man. Uh, some research? I did. I did. Uh, well, Wikipedia, you know.
1: Oh, okay. okay. Uh, and,
0: uh, you know, the high tech stuff, because if everyone can contribute, it's got to be reliable.
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but apparently Saved by the Bell actually wasn't out yet when this, when this issue was released. That came out same year. It came out in August of uh, – I said 2009. 1989. <laughs> um, and this one, of course, came out in March of 1989. So this is a few months earlier. So it was not a Saved by the Bell reference like I thought originally. So, anyways, so the pirate guy he pulls out a switchblade, and then Michelangelo throws a nunchuck at him, and it, and it knocks him into this uh, suspiciously, you know, uh, placed pile of nameless, labeled cans.
1: Yeah, earlier in the in the comic, uh, it it got cut from the final edition, but there was a, one of the grocers was just, like, stacking cans there, and someone goes, why are you stacking all the cans in the middle of the aisle? And he goes, you know, I'm not really sure. It's just, just what they told me to do. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, you know, I just, that's what the boss says. That's what I'm going to do. That's right. So, you know, and then I actually kind of like it because at first, it kind of like bait and switches you a little bit because, you know, he throws the nunchuck and everything and misses the guy, and it doesn't even knock over the cans. And then the guy just kind of looks over at the cans and everything. He's just like really like, wow, that's kind of weird. And then Michelangelo walks by and actually blows on the cans and they all fall all over the guy. So that was like a nice like Stooges line right there. Yeah. So and then back to Leonardo and the uh, Bebop looking goon. Do you want to talk about this one?
1: Yeah, uh, so the bebop looking goon has also uh, pulled out a switchblade, and uh, of course Leonardo's approaching him with his katanas, So it looks like Leo's going to win, and uh, he's he's standing up against uh, a couple crates of eggs, and uh, he's kind of backed up against the crate of eggs, and he goes back off weirdo, and he's got his knife, and uh, and Leo Leo's like not till I have taught you a lesson, and he slashes through all these boxes, of eggs, they go all over the place, uh-huh. and uh, I love the artwork. Yuck eggs. Exactly
0: that was an excellent line uh,
1: you must be yolking
0: hey crack the yolk
1: <laughs> The uh, artwork here is great though you can see there's just like tons of eggs flying all over and uh, it looks like the uh, this is your brain on drugs commercial
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so true but you know it's like oh gosh it's already so cheesy but you can't help but like it like it makes me smile I don't know and I'm I'm almost thirty. well yeah. you, we both are eh
1: well, not right now. We're only three. It's
0: 1989. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Well, <laughs> okay Teenage Ninja Babies. There we go. I'm
1: cool with that. Yeah, Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Two baby humans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. So, anyways, you know, the cops show up, and I love how Leonardo is like, oh, gosh, we got to scatter. The cops are here. Um, so, they tie the, um, the goons up, you know, for the cops, and they go to check out their groceries, and the lady's like, oh, it's on the house. You saved my life. It's yours. <laughs> so... Now, this is kind of bizarre, this shot here. So the turtles, they they run out of the grocery store, and apparently the grocery store is, like, on a second level somehow. Yeah,
1: I thought that was weird. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so so they go down – instead of going down the stairs uh, to the ground ground level where the cop cars are pulling up, they jump over the side of this level here, and they bounce in front of the cops, and the cops are like, "What well, did, you, did you just see that? And the, and the other cop's are like, I really need to start wearing my glasses. And so that was kind of a weird scene, but okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and that is the the same thing that happens in the cartoon. Really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's it's there. There, it looks like it's on a second level. Oh, which you're is lying. We- yeah, it's it's crazy. Oh, you're making it up. And the the name in the uh, the even the name of the store matches. Really? Yeah, Vendorama, which I thought was weird.
0: But, Vendorama, Huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. i yeah. right across from uh, Ninja Pizza.
1: Yeah, although it's. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's spelled slightly differently. It's see really? in the in the in the comic it's V E N D O R A M uh-huh. A and in the uh in the cartoon it's V E N D R A M A so there's no O. So oh, it's okay. Vendrama, yeah. Vendrama. It's just but almost exactly the same though. I mean crazy how uh, similar they are. It's pretty cool.
0: Oh, that is cool. So, you know, r- Shortly after this, uh, the turtles are, you know, they're heading back with all their groceries and stuff, and April O'Neil is giving a report of how the turtles had saved this poor lady. But then the lady, you know, she during the interview, the bless her heart, maybe she was just in shell shock or something, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, those sweet little alligators, they saved me. Or was it salamanders? So, uh, so she's totally confused, and I don't know how you confuse an alligator and a salamander with a turtle, but – that's beside the point. Yeah. Uh, you know, so really the credit doesn't go to the turtles like it's supposed to. So the turtles, you know, they, they get back to the turtle air. Uh, Leo and um, Mikey, they get back with all the stuff. Of course, they're eating pizza. And I loved some of their um, uh, toppings they discussed. There was ice cream and pickles. Or no, whipped cream and pickles. What was the other one? Uh,
1: Chinese mustard and raspberry jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who
0: comes up with this stuff? Like, You uh, know there's like a team of writers. Okay, we got to come up with another one.
1: Yeah. And it's also probably
0: awesome. based on the lunch that they ate that day or something. <laughs> so, so yeah, so they so they're discussing that and you know, they're discussing like, "You know what? Those punks at the grocery store, they were nothing compared to the foot soldiers." And then the perfect transition. You open the page and after your Archie advertisement, you've got the Technodrome, and that makes total sense that this would be based on the first episode of the second season because you know, they were stuck in the the uh, Dimension X at that point. So, um
1: the one thing I missed though on the yeah. on the Technodrome here, I don't see the eyeball.
0: Yeah, like it's so you see it at the top, but that's not an eyeball.
1: Yeah, it's it like looks a, almost like a satellite dish or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not an eyeball. I
0: don't I don't I don't know what that is. Yeah.
1: It's absolutely the Technodrome though. I mean you could tell it it definitely is. It's just yeah, oh, it's yeah. not the same without the eyeball.
0: No, no. I like all yeah. the rock soldiers. And like what I don't understand is like okay, you've got tanks on the left side aiming down, all these rock soldiers and everything just standing there. Like, are they actually on a planet?
1: I think so. I th- yeah, it's like uh, this alternate universe, and it's like there's just this massive army that Krang has. Right, right. And then yeah. you see like
0: in the background, like a flash image of maybe New York, New York City. I, I it's it's kind of hard to, I don't know, describe.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be basically like Earth, but in another. Like a different dimension to where you're you're on the same planet but in a different realm, maybe I don't know. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. So anyways, you know, during the or inside the Technodrome, Bebop, Shredder, and Rocksteady are just absolutely badgering Krang to death. And you know what I love about this, you know, here's a plot twist for you. Krang's like, you know what? I'll send you back to Earth. It was that simple. There's yeah. already a portal. She's like, you know, and then like the whole plot was they got stuck in dimension X, right? Yeah, and then it's like and then Krang goes, "I'll just send you back." <laughs> so apparently it's pretty easy to get back to Earth.
1: I so, love the artwork though of uh Bebop and Rocksteady. Like if if this was the first, yeah. you know, the first time you're reading this, you're like this is exactly like the cartoon. Everything is spot on. Excellent artwork.
0: Oh, absolutely. Bebop and Rocksteady look awesome. And so does Krang, even though he looks fatter than usual. and yeah, like His, he his little brain, little... you know, he looks a little wider than usual, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But, uh, so, you know, Shredder, he jumps into the portal, and then Bebop and Rocksteady, they're, they're trying to join him, and then, all, I guess, Krang somehow shuts the portal door, and they just slam against it and fall down. So they're not going with Shredder, and this is kind of like Krang punishing Shredder in a way, which, in a way, would actually be doing Shredder a favor, because Bebop and Rocksteady are kind of goons. <laughs> but, uh, so, anyway, so, goes back to uh, the new six... Um, you know, building and everything, and Irma looks completely different.
1: Yeah, she does. And
0: and uh, uh, Vernon too. And there's just- yeah,
1: Vernon. I, I didn't have much of a problem with Irma, but Vernon. I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't look uh, nerdy enough to me.
0: Yeah. Oh come on, April. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, he looks totally different. Um, but I love Burn. Vern. Burn spot on.
1: Oh dude, uh, Vernon, t- totally. Uh, just side thing. Uh, yeah. Punch out. Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, he looks exactly like um uh, the... uh Gabby J. Yeah, the dude with the rose. Um... Oh,
0: oh, uh, oh, gosh, what was his name? Don Flamenco.
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, not the older one. I think he's got dark hair. Uh, he had yeah. a rose, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you like has, do a looks, dance? Yeah, it looks exactly <laughs> like him. Just like that's where my mind goes. That's yeah. him.
0: That is certainly him. Yeah. You know, and and, and anyway, so uh, April she goes out to burn and she's like, you know, I have a great story. You know, the turtle saved. Uh, and turtle saved that lady, but no one seems to believe me. And of course, you know, Burn—he's gonna just do whatever his his girlfriend is gonna tell him to do. And she apparently she hates turtles. And by the way, she is wearing a very very skimpy outfit for an Archie comic.
1: Yeah, I thought I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wow, this is a little uh, risque. a little risque. Yeah, oh my goodness, yeah. yeah.
0: I was like, whoa. And <laughs> then you know you see kind of Burn like. You know, he's, like, blushing every time she talks to him and everything. So he's going to do whatever she says. And apparently she hates turtles, so Burn hates turtles as well.
1: (laughs) Speciest. I I know,
0: I know. So narrow-minded. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Vernon says, you know, he's going to get a a better story than April. And wait till you hear his story. It's it's really something.
1: It is. It's uh, groundbreaking.
0: Oh, it it certainly is. So during this time, uh, Splinter, he was meditating. Then all of a sudden, he just kind of real... Real quickly, you know, kind of breaks out of his meditation, and I love the Ninja Turtles when when uh, Splinter screams no, the turtles say, "Master Splinter needs us." <laughs> Each one of them says one of those words
1: in um, unison. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So uh, you know they run in, and Splinter obviously he just he feels that Oroku Saki's close. You know, he just feel that he's he's back on Earth, and he certainly is. He shows up at a park.
1: He senses his presence. A presence I've not felt since. And then just walks off. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You know, and then uh, Shredder, he just shows up um, in a a park with these two muggers. I'd like to think that's you and me, Josh. Oh, yeah. Now, who do you want to be? The guy with the... uh, Sunglasses. You want the sunglasses? Okay, I'll take the guy with the purple hat, tilt it backwards.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, so, you know, Shredder shows up there, and the muggers are about to beat him up, and somehow, like... They they pull knives on him, but Shredder hops on a tree branch, cuts off the branch that he's standing on, and then pounces on him or on them with the branch. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah.
1: I like, though, when, when Shredder, like, warps in, he's trying to figure out where he is, and then as soon as the muggers show up, he goes, oh, of course, I'm in the Big Apple. It's like, what
0: gave it away? Uh- <laughs> yeah. So, you know, sh- during this time, uh, Shredder, he, he's looking for, uh, he finally figures out, you know, he's like, wait a minute, where's Bebop and Rock City? Where are my foot ninjas? And he gets his little, it's not a turtle comm, I don't know what you would call it, Shredder comm. Um, and he's like, Krang, where is everybody? I need help here. And Krang's like, no, 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 no. If you want to go to Earth so bad, you can do it yourself. Uh, and so what is uh, Shredder's plan here, his big master plan?
1: Uh well, so he wants to get back at the turtles and take them over himself, but he doesn't have any help. So he finds the Slash for Cash Jim and decides to uh usurp the authority and take over and get a bunch of uh I don't know if they're it looks like they're purple belt uh ninjas.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they're not even quite black yet, but you know. So
1: they decide that they're going to uh blackmail the uh the turtles and frame them for a bunch of crimes. So he takes over the slash for cash gym and becomes the uh the new Uh the boss, boss. The
0: the boss. And then he absolutely (laughs) destroys a punching bag.
1: Yeah, to intimidate him. So he walks in and uh you know the the master there is like what are you doing here? And uh Shredder takes the heavy bag, rips rips it down, throws it up in the air and slashes it. Uh and he's like, uh yeah, like I was saying, Master, you're the boss. (laughs) It's just hilarious. Good answer.
0: So uh and and then once again, um we go back to the channel six news building. Vernon, he's, he's eating this up. He's like, oh, I got a great story for you, you know, Vernon, you're going to love this. And he pretty much, he, he um, you know, he says, oh, what is he saying? Let me read it here. He says, here in the deceptively peaceful neighborhood, packs uh, packs of vicious, uncontrollable dogs are running wild. Um, in fact, yours truly is being attacked by one of these bloodthirsty beasts now. And you just see, like, this little, like, little baby poodle. <laughs> yeah, just, like, biting his uh, ankle. And Burns like
1: little little Fifi even has a bow on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and then, uh,
0: you know, Burns like, this is your story. Get out of here. And then uh, I, I love it. <coughs> yeah, and I love what Vernon says here. He, or he goes, hm, but in France, they're, they're known as the pit bulls of Paris. Oh,
1: I'm like, who knows, oh, his Vernon. Nose is turned up in that. Like, too. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, April, once again, she's trying to convince Byrne, look, the turtles are heroes. Why don't you believe me? And then the that skimpy dressed lady comes back in. Uh, and, of course, she calls him Bern Z. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, ooh, uh, don't let her near me. She's a nasty old turtle lover. You know, and then uh, Byrne, of course, he's absolutely convinced that the turtles must be evil. And, you know, of course, he's just trying to piece his girlfriend. So,. Um, so meanwhile the uh the Shredder's training them how to fight the uh the people in the dojo.
1: And then they get uh they actually get turtle uniforms. Oh, right, right. right. So they apparently look...
0: they cannot be uh distinguished between the uniforms or the costumes and the real turtles.
1: They're very convincing. I like so uh when they first they go they break into a bank and they're all wearing the uh the red bandanas like as a throwback to the comic. Oh yeah, I didn't
0: even think that. I thought about that, that was pretty
1: cool. They're all the same uh Color, of they so they bust into the bank, and they go, "We're the Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang."
0: <laughs> and then I love, you know, and I love how they never really, actually, physically open something, you know, to get the money out or the jewelry out. They either kick it or they punch it.
1: Yeah, they're, yeah, they just like karate chop it. And stuff flies out. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, you know, they, they grab all the money and everything, and, and, and they, they try it. They say it over and over again. Hey, by the way, we're the uh, Ninja Turtle Crooked Gang or Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang. Make sure you remember the word turtle because we're turtles. We're dressed and up they, like turtles, so we are turtles.
1: And they even leave a business card with their phone number.
0: That's right. <laughs> it would be hilarious if it really was, like, the turtle's number. Or, be. Or, or even then, like, it, or it's just their number, and then when they pick it up, like, Leonardo here. <laughs> So, um, you know, the, the news van shows up as they're uh, actually performing their heist, and April's convinced, okay, that's not the turtles. But Vernon's like, oh, clearly they're the turtles, April. <laughs> um, and, you know, he, he's like, oh, well, uh, Burn was right. Those turtles are evil, you know. And then the, the last uh, scene, you know, Shredder's like, oh, you know, my plan's coming to fruition here. I'm so happy uh, I've, I've uh, blackmailed – or not blackmailed, I guess. Um, what's, what's the Framed? word I'm looking for? Frame. There we go. Thank you. Sorry. It's been a long day. <laughs> I framed the turtles. Uh, you know, eventually the cops are gonna go after him. And he tells us to Krang, and Krang's like, Psh, "That's gonna take too long. You know, yeah, I want results right now." Weak. And pretty much that's how this episode ends. Pretty much Shredder says, "Well, that leaves me just one more place to turn." And then it says, "To be continued," and that's the end of the issue. So, uh, but before we, you know, talk about the end, uh, or talk about this comic. I want to read a little ad from the very back of the book. This is kind of a cool step in time right here. Um, So it says here, it's got a cool sketch of the turtles, and it says, fresh from the sewer. From the sewer to your home come the craziest action figures ever. All of your favorite Ninja Turtle characters, poseable, collectible, and available at stores nearby. There's the Fabulous Four, Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, and Leonardo. Their fearless rat leader, Splinter. And soon to follow, an assortment of fearsome flunkies. Ten different figures in all. Each four and a half inches high and equipped for adventure. And for even more fun and adventure, be on the lookout for the upcoming turtle accessories. Including the turtle blimp, turtle trooper,
1: uh,
0: the uh, cheap skate skateboard, and the turtle battle fun weapons assortment. Zany action figures, wacky accessories, and loads of gags. What more could you want from the sewer? So, nice little turtle advertisement there for the toys.
1: I wonder if the van had already been out at that point.
0: I don't know, cause you know we, we were talking in the last episode, uh, and they were talking about. I think they said the blimp was going to be coming out. Um, you know, and remember in that article um, right before issue five? Um, but yeah, I can't remember. I don't. I don't know.
1: Oh, okay. So I, I googled it, and it looks yeah. like the the turtle battle fun set is weapons that you would actually wear yourself. Oh really? So it's like a like sort of like a dress-up set or whatever for kids. Oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> so it's got <laughs> uh, it's it's a box and it comes with uh, knee pads, elbow pads, and it looks like uh, it almost looks more like Shredder's uh, uh, blades that he wears on his wrists, and oh, then a, a mask yeah. and everything. Yeah. Huh. That I
0: had never, I, I,
1: I had never seen it before actually.
0: Well, see, knowing all this, Hosehead, what do you think of this issue?
1: Uh, I think it was really good. They they perfectly recreated the cartoon, which I think is what they were going for. Oh yeah. Uh, the artwork was great. Uh, it was funny. Uh, it was it was pretty interesting. Uh, I I liked it a lot, and I think uh I really I really like the artwork. Uh, a couple of the, my favorite frames are probably uh where they first shows uh, Bebop and Rocksteady.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: That was really cool. And also when Shredder's holding the communicator. And you could see Krang uh, uh, on it. Uh-huh. I thought they did a really good job because even I, I just remember that the shape of the uh, of the communicator from the cartoon series. So they Looks they like nailed a it. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they <laughs> nailed it.
0: Right. Oh yeah. You know, and, and what I like about it, of course, is the cheesy humor. I thought the artwork was actually pretty good. Um, you know, it, it's it fits the cartoon perfectly, like you said. And you know, the cheesy humor. I mean, Leonardo saying exactly. I mean, yeah, come on! I think this an excellent uh, reference there, so um, I, I loved it. You know, and and you know what? It's not groundbreaking. Absolutely, you know, just I don't know, pull the rug up from under you kind of storytelling. But uh, it's, I mean, it, it's cla- It's it's fun in its own way.
1: It's just like the original cartoon series where yeah, it was it's predictable geared yeah, it's predictable. It's kinda geared towards kids, but it's still it, it still holds up pretty well today. And uh even though it might not be as hard boiled as the uh um the actual comic and yeah, more yeah. the adult geared stuff, it's still uh interesting enough to uh to keep you watching.
0: Well, it offers something different. It's a nice contrast between, you know, this serious dark comic uh and you know, and then something like this, you know? You know, to me, it's 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 fun. It's pretty kind of you know. It it also reminds me of like there's two big versions of Batman, right? You've got your super serious, you know, Dark Knight. Gotham is a corrupt place. Oh, you know, it's it's one of the darkest places ever, which is cool. I like that. But there's also the campy, cheesy. You know, let's have a party, and beat up bad guys, you know, Batman from the 60s.
1: And pass you know. me the shark repellent. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, 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 you can never have too
0: much of that. That's right. Oh, my gosh. that was Oh, that was so funny. And he's I like on a helicopter when a shark's biting him.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> and You know what's the, what the craziest thing is? It kept on bugging me when I was watching that 1966 series. Yeah. Penguin. It's Mick. Is it really? It is, yeah. You're going to eat lightning, <laughs> and you're going to grab thunder, thunder Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i
0: never i'm gonna have to go back and watch that i didn't know that
1: yeah it's crazy so that's
0: yeah. uh what is his name burgess meredith i think the uh, actor uh, i think so yeah something like that yeah. yeah yeah oh man that's that's awesome i never knew that but um yeah i mean this kind of offers the same kind of vibe as that and so it's it's nice to have both and you know what i'm a sucker for the archie series um, some might look at the story and be like oh it's stupid you know it's predictable and it's for babies and kids man I am 28 years old and maybe I am a big kid but I, I'm a sucker for this stuff uh, and, I, and I do know that later on the series um, doesn't just follow the cartoon it kind of goes off and does its own thing which is great it still has the humor of the cartoon it still borrows themes from the cartoon but it's not a direct storyline from an old episode so that's nice and uh, this series actually lasted several years. It lasted, I think, f- at least five or six years. I wanted to say around 94 uh, was when the run ended. So that's pretty daggone good. Yeah. You, yeah, this was a bi-monthly comic, and I think they made, what, 50, 40-some issues? So that's that's not a bad run right there. But anyways, Jose, hey, this, this beat uh, the next mutation, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs>
1: man. Almost anything would.
0: Oh, I know, I know. So so I guess that's it for another episode, huh? I think
1: that's it. Oh, uh, yeah. And for, for anyone who's interested in catching up on the Archie series, if you're a fan, uh, they do have a couple of Archie series collections.
0: They do, yeah, that's right. They, they just came out, those, I think, this year.
1: Yeah, they're fairly new. Um, so Volume 1 right now, it is available on Amazon for $12.81. So not bad. Yeah, not, if you want to check them long. out they're pretty reasonable and it looks like they're self-covered but pretty nice so you should definitely check them out
0: absolutely absolutely and you know it's my goal one day um, to get some of the writers on the show you know uh, like I know Dan Corrine was a big part of the adventure series I would love to have him on the show I'm going to see you know if anyone knows if any of listeners are like best friends with him Kind of like mention us, if You know, if you're listening, mention us and say, hey, we're very, very interested in having this guy on the show. I'm going to see if I can find him on Twitter or something like that and reach out to him. Uh, it'd be so cool to have him on and just kind of talk about these, these old classic stories. So, so anyways, Hosehead, uh, wrap up this awesome adventure here in 1989 in this comic book store. What kind of pizza are we going to have to close it all out?
1: Well, you know what? I thought the pizza that they were talking about earlier was pretty interesting. Really? Which one? The, uh let's see, Chinese mustard, Chinese <laughs> raspberry mustard jam. and raspberry
0: jam. Well, all right, <laughs> listeners. Well, here's to hoping you enjoy your Chinese mustard and raspberry jam pizza.
1: Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, it sounds like heartburn right there. <laughs> <It does. laughs>
0: all right, Cowabunga dudes. Cowabunga. more buying. No, I, I miss you. I, I brought you a little note. good Yeah. You should check it
1: out. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Never gonna give you up. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I, uh, I've been in the Navy's mood all day.
1: You got me Rickrolled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, goodness. Well, that's awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, I actually have 80s uh, music playing in the background right now, just kind of getting me in the mindset of 1989. Nice. Yeah, you know, you know how it is. That's that's how professional I am, Josh. I have to get in character here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, are you recording? I believe
0: so, Jose. Let me check.
1: Um,
0: yep, I've been recording for five minutes already. Okay. Hey, Time flies when you're getting rig rolled.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Jose. Uh, so. so
1: uh, it is your turn, I believe. Oh, okay.
0: okay. Well, what if I mess up?
1: Uh, you always mess up. It's okay. My life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go.